Welcome to the Canon Law Society of America podcast, where Catholic canon lawyers share their stories, their knowledge, and their love for the law. Now, here's your host with this episode's guest canonist. Welcome to this first podcast from the Canon Law Society of America. I'm your host for this episode, Donna Miller, and I am very pleased to welcome you. We are here today talking with Reverend Francis Morrissey, a member of the Oblates of Mary Immaculate in Ottawa, Canada, and a member of the Canon Law Society of America for many, many years. In fact, it was 30 years ago this year that Father Morrissey won the CLSA's Role of Law Award for outstanding contributions to the field of canon law. Father Morrissey, if you will, take us back briefly to when you first studied and practiced canon law and perhaps the changes that you've seen since then. I was asked or told to study canon law in 1963, just as the uh, Council of Vatican II had finishing its first session and they were getting down to serious work. So, so one of the big advantages that I had is I always studied canon law in the perspective of change, not something that was rigid and un, unmoving. And there were there were two different dimensions to what I was doing, but placed in a general context. My community, the, the Oblates, one of our goals is to help those who are most abandoned, who nobody else can care for. And so the whole idea was, are there people out there who can't seem to find anyone else, although there are lots of other people that you would be able to help. And then there were two dimensions in what I was doing. One was the human dimension, the other was the, the church dimension. And from the human dimension, um, it was funny, one night I was having supper with my bishop and he was saying, you're getting into canon law. He said, just want you to keep one thing in mind. It's a circus. And every circus has its clowns. And when you get up in the morning, just say, I'll probably meet a few, a few clowns today among those who I'm dealing with. So in other words, keep your sense of humor. Don't take things tragic. Don't take things personally. Look at them in the human context. And, and that was one side. The church side was different. See, this could have simply been a, a desk job for me and just handling files and doing things. But I wanted it to be a, an apostolate mission. So years and years ago, I took a, a resolution. Every time I pick up a file, I say a prayer for all the people involved in that file. There's usually two sides, if not three. You never usually get all the facts. Uh, you try to do what's right for everyone while respecting everyone's rights and obligations. And that's something that has guided me as I move along. I tried to be um, what you would call an instrument of peace, like bringing peace together between people. It's not a question of winning or losing, put someone down, somebody else goes up. It's a question of seeing what's good for the church, what's good for that person. So 30 years ago, 
Uh, Father Morsi, 30 years ago, you won the Rule of Law Award from the Canon Law Society of America. Do yeah. you have any concept of, uh, has anything changed since then when you won it in terms of the way you practice? Yes. Um, at my address that night, I, I referred to what were some of the, the things from the common law that the canon law could adopt. See, the, the canon law was, I think we could say, I'm exaggerating a bit, it was anti-Anglo-Saxon. It was European and Anglo-Saxons were considered on the outside. But, you know, there's, there's quite a number of things. For instance, the common law, you start by presuming the good of the person. In canon law, we started with the good of the institution. Uh, the common law does not like things done in secret. You know, to get an in-camera session, you need a special judge's order. Well, in the canon law, everything was under secrecy, sometimes under pontifical secrecy with penalties. Uh, I understand why, because so many of our cases also involve matters of conscience. And so bending over backwards to protect individuals' consciences. Uh, there were two, two striking moments that changed my attitude to what I was doing to Canala or with Canala. One was 2001 when uh, John Paul II issued uh, SST. See, before that, my priority would have been protect the reputation of the priests, protect the good name of the church, and so on, and work in that way. John Paul II at that date said, no, our first priority are the victims and to prevent future abuse. So that had to change my whole approach. I look back at some of the things I wrote before 2001 and just say, what was I thinking then? But then there was another moment that uh, sort of brought everything together for me. And that was with Pope Francis and particularly Amoris Laetitia. You know, after our work on the Commission for Revising Marriage Procedural Laws, um, he came out in Amoris Laetitia with the principle, you start with the person. You don't start with the highest principle. Nobody will ever reach the principle. You know, be perfect as your heavenly father's perfect. So there's only two or three of us that have reached that goal. You know, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not something that's uh, is possible. Start with the person, see how you can lead them along. Now you see, a lot of people criticize the Pope for this, say that he's saying the law is gradual. He, he never for a second said the law is gradual. The law is there, but my response to the law is gradual. It's just like education of a little child. The situation's there, but you have to bring the child along to see it. Now, that for me confirmed all that I was trying to do by putting, uh, putting the person at the center and not the institution and not, and not the law. And uh, that's, it's just given me a new, uh, I'm going to use the word a new breath, as it were, 
And, uh, but those, those were two pivotal moments. Of course, as you know, I was actively involved in the revising of the code. And uh, that was a, it was a fantastic learning experience, you know, meeting people from all around the world. And uh, that, that helped me. But also what it did is it gave me great insights into what was behind the written word in the canon. It's see three or four words, but what did that mean? How did those words get there? And that was uh, very helpful because you see, Canon 17 says, you interpret the canons according to the mind of the legislator. And so whoever is the Pope in a given moment, <clears throat> that gives you the mind and you try to work in that, uh, that line. I, I took a resolution also that I would work with the Pope, even if at times I questioned where things were coming from. You know, they seemed to be going backwards and so on. I just took as a as a policy. I will uh, I will move in that line. Now, some told me you're sold to the institution. <laughs> I don't think I'm sold to the institution. I think what I am doing is trying to be consistent in the message. So, from the from that rule of law, or like those are some of the things that you know came through. Try to see what's the good of the person you know, and so forth and so on. And it sort of all fits together now. It sounds like that's the advice that you would give to new canonists then to make sure that they put the person first, salvation of souls as the final canon in the code says. Yeah. And that's it. And that's a, the final call is not save the institution. Exactly. <laughs> Real quickly, do you have any um, fond memories from your teaching days at St. Paul that you that come to mind? That oh, I, I loved here? it. Well, what I really liked was the the banter in the class back and forth. You know that we could tease each other and not make it personal and not insult anyone. And, uh, I always look back and laugh. You know. Years and years ago, there were a whole group of students from England, and they all sat in the back of the class. And now and again, I'd be reading off a Canner document, and the students would all put their arms up like that at the back. And finally, I asked one of them, I said, what does that mean? Oh, he said, it's very simple, it's bullshit. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, so I mean, they were they were sending you a message, yet doing it in a very funny way, you know. And I I love things like that, and there were quite a number of other events too, but probably the biggest thing was to get to know the, those students as persons and not as number two two five four, you know. It was because then I've kept up the contact with so many of them since then. And right, so. and a lot of your students, St. Paul students have moved on to higher positions, I guess you could say. Yeah, there's about 60 former students who are bishops now all around the world. It's very impressive. So that's, that makes it nice. And uh, Yeah, uh, now I, I, I'm wondering if you had talked about uh, Pope John Paul II and, and 
Benedict, have you, did you ever meet Benedict and, and did you ever meet Francis? I've met, I met Paul VI a number of times. I met, uh, um, I met John Paul, I don't know how many times. Francis I met. I never met Benedict as Pope. Met him otherwise, but not, but not as Pope. And, uh, you know, I mean, when you're in their presence, you don't say much, you listen, <laughs> but, you, but you pick up, you pick up what's there. And right. And you've, you've heard personally from Pope Francis, haven't you? Well, recently, he just sent me a, like, just got a beautiful letter from the Vatican that last week, and just sitting there with me at this moment, and I, uh, obviously, I was thrilled. And especially Absolutely. the letter was on Holy Saturday, you know, when they have all kinds of other things going on. So I doubly appreciated that. Well, that's wonderful. Well, Father Morrissey, we're very grateful at the Canon Law Society of America. We wish you all the best. We we send you our love and our prayers, and we are um, we're thinking about you. So we'll check in with you in the coming days. And uh, is there Perfect. any any final words that you'd like to say or a blessing to give to us? No, I would just hope that all candidates who are involved in this ministry look at it as a ministry and not as a source of self-promotion. They're there to serve. I came to serve, not to be served. An important message. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Okay, great. Wonderful. We'll be thinking about you. Have a great, great rest of the day. Good. Okay, bye now. Bye. We thank everyone for joining us for this inaugural podcast of the Canon Law Society of America. Until next time, in the words of Father Morrissey, may we have union in prayer. God bless. Bye.